When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Check My Oil, UFC 294. We're here to discuss the uh, general mirth and merriment coming this Saturday in the wee small hours of the morning that we're going to uh, extract from this life of ours. How are we going to do it? We're going to watch violence. We're going to watch men and sometimes women uh, extract their traumas out of one another. Um, I don't know what happened to all these people. Ben, maybe you can illuminate. What, what exactly, Ben? Oh, I'm here with Ben and Matt. Ben Peak. There's actually a peak on the card. Any relation, Ben? No. Mm. Can we edit that in post? Don't say my last name. Um, spelled differently. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. What are you in the witness protection <laughs> program? <laughs> uh, dude, dude, you t- I told you about putting my face in the videos. That was that was my doc, my my Jurassic Park one dachshund. We got dachshund here. You remember that? Uh, yeah. who's, who's the guy? Newman. Newman. Newman, the guy who plays Newman, whose name I don't know. He's one of those that guys that was in that thing. Wish him the been really enjoying the fall of the House of Usher. You guys watch that yet? No, it looks good though. It's the guy Mike Flanagan that did um Hill Hill House and uh he did the one on the island that I didn't like. Oh, um, the one about yeah. the vampires. Was it about vampires? Fucking spoiler it alert! Ended up being about vampires. Yeah, oh, that was interesting. Good. That Maybe was I'll twist. check it out again though, because I'm into vampires, like the 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 gayest vampires that you can think of are the ones that I like. Like like interview with the vampire. You know, yeah, you know the way it's like sometimes they're scary, but sometimes they're gay. Yeah, I like the second kind, like the Brokeback Mountain kind. Why? You know, that's just such a low hanging fruit reference, Matt. You're better than that. That was a vampire <laughs> movie, though. You know what the pro. <laughs> It's just the only vampire movie I could think of. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about cage fights. And what happens to a man? What happens to a man's brain to make him want to get into fist fights for a living? Yeah, what? Where do what you have first, to the thinking? brain trauma or the or the egg or the uncle? Oh, well, I'm, I, you know, I'm sure there's nuance to every situation. Um, in my, me personally, it was insecurity, being afraid of uh, getting beat up, and um, and that kind of fear. And I'm sure a lot of people. Uh, have that have that similar idea i'm sorry that wasn't a funny funny answer dave right, I know. that just made me sad <laughs> <laughs> i just got sad i know i saw your face and it pissed me the fuck off <laughs> that happens to me with your face but with no stimulus <laughs> <laughs> i just see it and i become enraged we get along much better in a faceless group chat or a glory hole situation oh. where we met but the glory hole doesn't work i know exactly which one of you is which I really think that I would be just a little scared of a glory hole because, like, how thin is the wall? Like, how many inches are you giving up at the hole? Because, yeah, like, I don't feel like I'm fully represented then, you know? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. 
That's what I think of every time I see one, which is not often. This doesn't represent me. I just think you, right. you better be packing heat if you're going to like if the, if they added an extra layer of drywall at, in that men's room in that rest stop in Bakersfield, California. <laughs> I assume. I I mean, I just Bakersfield screams glory hole to me. I don't know about you guys. <clears throat> Killers in the jungle. Yo, Bakersfield. What's the place that's very close to to like North Hollywood and stuff where they were filming all the porn? Um, oh. because of the sea, Chatsworth. Chatsworth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's Chatsworth some was big for porn, right? Yeah, I mean, just the valley in general, like the San Fernando Valley was like the place for porn. Like there, this is where like the um, what's the <laughs> there's like a big porn company that has an office here. Not yeah, yeah. Producers, but like the ones that made the DVD. Yeah, yeah, dude, what is that? I used to walk past that all the time, which let me just tell you. And then go in Los Angeles is a sad and then be like, oh, you do straight porn. No, never mind. And then leave. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. You remember you t- <laughs> do you remember you had that guy? That you worked at the uh, the butchers the with, that was like, yeah, I've done porn, and then like told that urban myth about porn to you, yeah, like yeah, yeah. done porn. They made yeah, you yeah. Do gay porn first. You got to do gay porn first, so you know you're serious about it. <laughs> it's like you had to do gay porn first. <laughs> wait, wait, who are you? T- who remember? Who are you there was a guy who like you kind of grew up to become that worked at the butchers. Do you know who I'm talking about? Matt, you worked at that dude, yeah. I know his, I know his I remember his full name because there's a very specific story to this. Um Matt Heard was his That's name. That's right. Yeah, dude. He was nice. Dude, he was very nice. It heard the turd. Um oh, no. he, how did he earn yeah, that monocle? Um I don't dude, this Moniker. is I don't know what I, I don't know. I don't know how he earned that, but I did find out that he was called that in high school. And uh somebody else who worked there told me to call him Heard the Turd. And I was a boy at the time, and I had you got to double check to make sure that you know you were like fourteen in, in advance. Some people fun. have nicknames they're not super thrilled about. Yeah, Dude, he, he did lost, not like it. He lost it. I wasn't <laughs> prepared. I was not prepared for his fucking response. Holy shit! I couldn't go anywhere. I was in the back. There was meat grinder to the left. All the knives to my fucking right. This is actually the answer as to why Ben became a king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Never. Day. Never again, dude. Yeah, that was uh, that dude went off. Um, I saw him years later, I saw him twice years later. One time I talked to him, other time I didn't. First time I saw him at World Gym, Matt. You remember World Gym? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw him, I saw him when I was in high school, and he commented on what a what a man I had grown into. And uh, wow, and then, and then the second time I saw him, um, he was now working, dude, his beard grew every time i saw him yeah you know what that tends to happen sometimes time well but like how do you what are the odds that you wear it longer and i know you're not familiar with the concept of beard growth i know you're not familiar it does happen reason number two he became a fighter yeah reason number when when you got it when you got a a jawline like this you don't hide it let that sit just gonna let that sit there like a fart yeah yeah (laughs) the uh but i saw him working on a tree crew um it's a like tree cutting down trees and his beard was like down to his stomach and i saw this dude years late in like geez the late 2010s i was like oh man that's... you know the way we're from shrewsbury massachusetts mm-hmm. you know like a ton of like the amount of times you've seen somebody caption a photo like shrew crew never not well, once me neither you yeah. should start doing it <laughs> <laughs> maybe i just thought of it just now yeah, yeah, dude, it's that weed. It's that strong, 
So there's some fights on. There's some fights happening. <sighs> All right. Abu Azader and Cedricus Doom Dumbass Dumas. Uh, much like the man who wrote the Count of Monte Cristo and invented the sandwich. Did you guys know Cubby Broccoli invented broccoli? Man made. I love also produced the Godfather. Um Azader comes in 14-3 and 1 in MMA, 1 and 1 in the UFC. Dumas comes in 8 and 1 in MMA, 1 and 1 in the UFC. They're both 4 and 1 in their past 5 fights. They're both middleweights, which is helpful for matchmaking. Uh Dumas is a slight favorite, minus 175. Uh Azader plus 145. Matt, I think both these guys suck. Uh from from what I've I could tell when I was I was looking them up. And I my my tendency when both guys suck is to avoid betting on either of them because it's just I mean, in fact this is a tough betting card. I might I want to lead off with because yeah, I agree with you completely. There's some traps on here. There's some like serious traps on here, like not very nice of them. Um, and then there's like another like you know the way when certain guys fight, uh, they match make like their cousins onto the card, and it's like they're right. either gonna be heavy heavy favorites because they needed to get somebody at the last second, or they're gonna be heavy uh underdogs because they're they suck and they shouldn't be in the ufc and they're only there because they're like an antetokounmpo brother um <clears throat> you know what i'm talking about yeah i know exactly so anyway <laughs> i wouldn't bet on this personally do you have any inclinations either way if i'm gonna bet i know on one it. of them's a contender series guy and i know you watch that uh show. i do love about it every tuesday he, he came he, uh that was dumas fought on the on last season of the contender series and uh he immediately came into the came into the fold and lost right afterwards. I'm going to be honest here. There's two reasons why if I was going to bet this, and I, I probably won't, I'd go with the underdog here. It's the value of the bet, and it's because Dumas has the dumbest face tattoos I've ever seen. He looks like a SoundCloud rapper. It's just ridiculous. I can't root for somebody that walks around like that on a day-to-day. So I would I would go with the Zader if I was going to take either of these guys. I, can, I honestly can't argue with that logic. It's pretty much foolproof. Um, Ben, let me ask you a question. If you were going into a fight against an opponent who had a terrible record and looked awful and was a stylistically a nightmare for you, would you take it as an insult? Would you be like, wait, are we the baddies? Would you would you be would you be like, wait, do I, suck? do I suck if they're matching me up with this guy? What's going on? Has that ever happened? Um, I think it depends at what point in your career you're at, because, you know, you like get like the uh, the Chris Weidmans who's pissed to be on like the uh, the prelims, but like come on, buddy, you fucking broke in half three times the last time you were on TV. Fucking <laughs> like, like nuts. But uh, also to I have mean, a highlight where you get knocked out by Mike Bisbee is depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Rogan off the commentary for this uh, card, and yeah, it's yeah. at like fucking nine in the morning in in California. I'm pretty sure he's probably not allowed to go to the UAE. He says a lot of stupid shit. I mean. What's that guy's deal? All right. Anyway, go ahead and answer the question, Ben. I can't remember what I was saying. Uh, David Basharat versus Victor Henry. Basharat is 14 and 0. 14 and 0 in the UFC in the MMA game and 3 and 0 in the UFC. Henry, which I don't like people with with two first names. But Henry's 23 and 6 in MMA. Two and one in the UFC. Matt, do you put any stock into those MMA pre UFC records? Because it could be fucking anything, right? Like you could, like you could, your MMA record could be fucking anything. You could have fought on like crazy low ranked cards. Or is there like, Ben, is there some sort of system where you have to like really record tr- like actual victories? Or can you really inflate this MMA record? Today, 
to today every it, it seems like they've really got a handle on it um especially like uh um i, I can't remember the name of the website but the, sure like, dog. Sure dog and stuff like that what you say yeah. sure dog dog sure dog and then then there's another one and uh, mma guys, junkie these guys go out geez but these guys go out and they <laughs> calm it down man <laughs> um they 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 do some serious research and they've turned up um, some abnormalities in the past. Interesting um, MMA records, but back in the day, yeah, I mean, the the thing to do was I fought a bunch of guys who who had said they had never had fights before, and it was bullshit. But, yeah, yeah, but they were fucking bullshitting, which I think is kind of the opposite point of getting in UFC. Those guys want to bullshit and make it seem like they've had a bunch of fights or scary or something like that which seems so stupid the the like i've never fought before yeah let's fight like that's that well that's the, an old like, boxing yeah. trick is is they would keep guys in the amateurs for a hundred a yeah. hundred and twenty fights and Same they man. would just bring them down every weekend to the fucking to the to to a random like boxing event and they would just let them tool on everybody. And then, you know, as just for practice. And like Tyson, I remember telling him, him telling a story uh, to me when we were hanging out once uh, about like, what was his name? Kuzumato bringing him to one of those. And he like protected him from all those guys because he could look at guys and be like, that guy's had like fucking 75 fights. Like, There's no fucking way. <laughs> he would look over at these like grown men when Tyson was like 13. And he would be like, yeah, no. So that's nice that he protected him. Um but yeah, I feel like that just seems silly to be like, yep, zero and zero. And it's like, he's actually like 10 and one. It's like, just tell everybody what your record is. So you're you're moving up at the appropriate level. I agree with you, at least in this. Matt, I think this is a bad style matchup for uh, for for Henry, for Hank. Um, I think it's, I think Basharat might be a decent parlay situation. I, uh, I absolutely agree. Basharat is an up and coming kind of star out of the Middle East um, as well. I, he's he is well known um, in other leagues, just like Ben was saying. I, th I think the, where you're coming from also matters. When you've got a guy like Henry who's been floating around these under divisions and under under leagues, is it a like regional circuit? Or? I, I don't know where he's been fighting. I know the last one he did was Octagon. That was that's that's nothing to pay attention to. But Bashrat's kind of an animal, and I think he's gonna. I, I honestly think if you're gonna bet it here, I would bet it for this not to go the distance, even at the 135 weight. Not to go the distance at 135, because yeah. I was gonna say a decision win for him might be a good method a victory bet because they're tinies i think he's gonna pepper him i think he's gonna end the fight early you know like the lower down in the cards with the lower yeah. classes like it's just i don't see a ton of finishes there these days it's i just think hard. in general there's a there's a missing killer instinct lately like just i think since like something happened in the universe when uh conor mcgregor broke his leg and and it shifted things and nobody has any finishing instincts anymore i just well, i <laughs> I, I also think that I don't think the apex helps with that. I think fighters feel more comfortable getting a win in the apex. Whereas when you're in, the, in an arena, I think the That's your opponent, well, your opponent's jacked up on adrenaline too. So I, I feel like it's easier to get knocked out in front of 20,000 screaming fans as well. Everyone's more comfortable point. in the apex. That's a good point. You're right. Yeah. It's too much like the apex. I don't know why we haven't gone back to like just even the smaller arenas. Like I wonder what it must be a money thing. It must be a cost benefit analysis situation. Because, be. because like I don't, I don't enjoy the apex. Like I liked it when it came, when they came back, you know, because obviously COVID was never this fucking guy. Uh, COVID was never, uh, you know, there was no sports on. So I liked the apex when they came back, but now it's like, put a crowd in there, 
You can sell out a show a weekend in, in Vegas, you know. They can sell out any place they want any weekend with their with the town. It's Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I do think it would be cool to put an event in the, the sphere. Have you guys seen the sphere? I, I don't know if you saw, but Dana was losing his mind saying he's gonna put on the greatest mixed uh, the greatest combat the show ever. What do you put on the have you seen the videos of like what that like U2 concert looked like? It was unbelievable. It looks pretty cool. Um it does look like a super villain built it like in the middle uh, of yeah. Las Vegas, but like otherwise, you know, it, it does look pretty dope. I would like to go and check it out, especially UFC event. Would you just put the fight up on the sphere? Yeah, I don't know what you do. You'd have to be really creative about it because it's not like you could do a whole card there. It would look, I mean, you'd be kind of like surrounded by a the fight. I don't know fight, what they would yeah. do. But I guarantee Dana will hire people that have a better idea than anyone Yeah, else. someone creative. I'm sure there's a whole sphere team. Um, okay, yeah, I think if I was recommending this to anybody, Basharat, uh, on a, in a parlay because you're not going to get any value for just the win. No, uh, but this looks like they're feeding Henry to him, like Ben is feeding himself. Um, Trevor Peak, P E E K, not Ben's cousin, with, uh, Ben Peak, P E A K, Ben, well, more like, ben? ben more like peaked in high school, this guy more like peekaboo, Ben more like peaked too early in life. This guy more like peekaboo, <laughs> Ben more like his peak was a long time ago, <laughs> and this guy more like peak aboo. <laughs> ben more like anyway. Moving on, Trevor Peak Muhammad Yaya. I think this is another 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 situation where I think both these guys are trash. Um, Peak is eight and one in MMA, one and one in the UFC. Yaya. I, I watched a movie about his sisterhood once. Uh, Yaya and the secrets therein. Um, 12 and 3 in MMA. 0 and 0 in the UFC. He's a, he's, he's a newbie. Peaks 4 and 1 in his last five. Yaya, 5 and 0. Nobody's ranked. Peaks <laughs> minus 125. Yaya's plus 105. Um, Yaya's like flat-footed. Not terribly difficult to hit. But I don't want to put a lot of money on peak either. Matt, where would you land if you were going to spend your your i was going to say hard-earned dollars but like you know modestly earned dollars uh on one of the on one of these on one of these combatants yeah i don't i'm not i'm not really working very hard um honestly i know this uh, he, uh, the yaya comes from the uae warriors where he's now had three title defenses in a row all wins one submission, one knockout, one unanimous decision. I know that that doesn't mean much, but it's more than what Peak is showing me. So I'm, I'm going to go with Muhammad Yaya here. Interesting. I think he's like at least take. held metal before. And he's not traveling. That sounds, no. like, sounds like he's going oh. from down, the, down yonder, down the and road. No, this place is going to be packed from the minute they open the doors. They're, it's not going to be a slow roll in. Abu Dhabi is going to show out for these fighters. So I, I think it's a real home field advantage. I think Trevor Peak is going to the opposite side of the world. Uh, and I, I just think it's a, it's a good little mini upset spot to get some bonus points here. Ben, I'll take my time with this question because you're masticating like a buffoon, but I, um, I wonder how long does it take or how much does it take out of you to travel for a fight? Did, did, did that affect anything? Would you rather leave your house and, and go to the arena for the fight? I would assume yes, but like how much, of an impact because I know you went on on a bunch of different regional tours and I know you even went to like Asia at one point. Um, did that take a lot out of you? Like, did you feel like you performed like less 
effectively athletically? Uh, it depended on how long I had to uh, acclimate. acclimate to the. Uh, <laughs> to I'm, the very uh, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Yeah, yeah. To the to to the area, like um, there there was. Uh, I tell this story all the time about. Um, I mean, sometimes it sucked fighting at Foxwoods and shit like that was awesome. Um, I really liked that, but um, I flew out to Mound, Minnesota, for a fight one time, mm-hmm. and um. Dude, there's nothing. If if you haven't been, I mean, it's I called bet, Mound. Minnesota. I bet you haven't, dude. There is nothing going on in Mound, Minnesota. I got I got there. The kid that I was fighting with, um, or going to fight with from my team, missed the flight because he had. I didn't find out until that day. Had never been on an airplane before. Didn't know you had to. Nobody told him in his life that you needed to show up an hour before, or however long. That before. actually, I, are you a hundred percent sure that that didn't happen to you? Was that the kid with the really nasty overbite? No, this was this. This kid's name is Brendel. He's a fucking. He's oh. still fighting now. He's a beast. That just sounds like something that would happen to you instead. Yeah, yeah. And I if mean, it's like this is what happened to my friend, and you don't want to tell us, I understand. Yeah, but yeah. No, 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 not sw- slowly into the camera. I swear, I'm sure he's not listening, but he'll back it up. Send uh, it to- I, so I fly out there by myself. I it's the day before weigh-ins, um, so I've still got to cut some weight. Luckily, I was moving up in weight, so it wasn't really that bad. Um, I get there, and there's this woman, curly hair, like permed hair. Dear Penthouse Forum, I like where this is going. Dude, this, this, she was, she was, I don't know, a little bit old. She was definitely older, like in her 50s or 60s or whatever, but incredibly nice. Mount Minnesota. and uh, picked me up in a minivan and was like, hi, my name is uh, so-and-so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't recall her name, but uh, um, I'm working for Marlin, whatever the dude, the promoter's name was. I can't remember. And, <laughs> Names change to protect the innocent. And, uh, and she Marlin. was like, I'm, I'll take you, I'll take you wherever you need to go. And Oh no, I forgot job. my wallet. That was, <laughs> that was her job was just oh, driving no, I hope I don't me. Fall. To the hotel, to the fucking, to the grocery. How will store. I ever repay you? <laughs> I should come check it, check the room and make sure it's. Uh, Did you guys love this joke? Oops, I seem to have dropped my luggage. Oh, not my luggage. I love how she's from Savannah now, and not Mount Minnesota. In Minnesota. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to be with a girl going. Oh yeah, we can get you where you need to go. No problem. Why <laughs> do people want to be with a woman like that, Matt? They recreate, repro- fucking reproduce in Minnesota like buddies, and oh, they're yeah. nine feet tall. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right there, <laughs> right there. Yeah, I don't think I do a good Minnesota. I like your tattoo yeah. of your pelvis. What does that say? I thought there was a punchline coming. I do it. What does it say, Ben? This is so. Why oh, so- don't you use um, disposable? Uh, uh wipeware what is that you're like blowing your nose in that thing like it's a handkerchief what are you like a fucking are you at a costume party in the 1800s so fucking gross what are you gonna put in your pocket afterwards too pervert have you ever read a study on germs once in your life boy oh man i can't wait till the next time you guys say that i'm being mean to you or some shit like that and you got (laughs) like you go on your fucking bitch tour or whatever all i have to do all i have to do is pull up this fucking video 
Oh man, I'm coming for you. I can't wait till we get to see you guys in person. And I do miss you guys separately, but oh, I really want to put the fucking mitts on you when I see you pieces of shit. <laughs> you guys talk all day via text, but man. I, I don't know what you're talking you. about. I've never once complained about you guys being mean to me. I think um, that would feel like you just throwing stones at the throne. I would I would imagine you would want to do that often to try and equalize yourselves mentally. Like, it just feels like, yes, of course, like it's it's like you expect your employees to, you know, talk shit about you. But, you know, you still rule with an iron fist. Tim Elliott, who actually we've all heard of. That's cool. Um, versus Muhammad Makayev. I think I pronounced that right, because I bet he's related to that fucking Neanderthal that's fighting in the main event somehow, because <laughs> I think there's about 75 of them total in Dagestan and they're all fucking related. All right. Yeah. See you later, man. Looks like a lot of toes and a lot of ponds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of toes and a lot of ponds. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Um, Elliot's 19, 12, and 1, which is an abysmal, abysmal My fucking God. He's 8 and 10 in the UFC. Like Dana White must just like watching this guy get his ass kicked because he's about to get handed to a guy who's 9 and 0 in MMA and 4 and 0 in the UFC. Yeah. Which minus 485 favorite as of today, which might still shift. I notice if they're that heavy a favorite, people start putting them in parlays, which I do recommend you do here. And then it starts to shift the odds on them a little bit. Plus 370 for Elliot. Um, you have to bet on Makayev. He's going to do that wrestling thing. He's going to maybe a decision if you really wanted to get fucking crazy. But what do you think, Matt, if you're putting anything? God, it's just so hard because is Elliot even going to be able to stand up until the end? Or is he going to fold and just take that? kind of coward's exit of getting pummeled out and not defend himself i you know what i'd feel more comfortable with here i would if there's i there's no if coward's I, exit once you make the walk matthew you know i, I that, you're absolutely Come right on. you're absolutely right i mean that's a really good some point guys there. just they they're all done and they want to get out of there very armchair athlete of you you know i would feel better about taking makayev over one and a half rounds if i was going to bet this at all on its own but this is prime parlay material right here hmm I agree. Also, Ben, wouldn't you prefer to get submitted? Then knocked out? Yeah, or then just pummeled until you, like the referee stops it? Uh, I mean, yeah, those situations kind of suck. Um, uh, I've never been stopped in that way, so I can't really speak from just, experience. It's just doctor stoppages, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, you won't stop bleeding all over everybody? Yeah, yeah, that was a bummer. Or then one time you got kicked in the nuts, I remember, and they stopped it. Or no, they made you keep going. Yeah, yeah. That sucked. I hated that. that they made that you keep fucking suck. going after you took a really hard shot to the nuts, and it was like a bad one, and you were different after that happened. You like couldn't you couldn't fucking shake it off. Yeah, dude. You've been different ever since that happened, actually. Your voice got higher pitched. Dude, I really like the way that you've been going with these. Like you, <laughs> you're doing it tonight, bud. You're getting me. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to fucking pull back the curtain here. This card blows. It's at like 9 a.m. And I'm just <laughs> trying to make the show last. <laughs> you have to you have to wait. You have to set a fucking alarm to appease the fucking the, the fucking Saudi Arabian ethno state because of the <laughs> amount of fucking money that they have. And you can't just put it in Las Vegas. I in missed the, the days when America was the number one country in the world. Now we have the Saudi Arabian sports washing everything, you know. Not to be confused with, uh, you know, any other country in the Middle East that might be currently suffering uh, untold atrocities. Do it. Free Palestine. 
I don't make it political, man. Well, I'll make it political. Don't tell me, dude. I can't see your eyebrows right now. <laughs> yeah, it's so low. <laughs> it's also struggling. It's it's like it's on the last rung. Oh no, there's two rungs. Yeah, I got two. You know, I, go I, I was often told I had a big head, but I I think that hat that hat would I would use less rungs. No, yeah, I could put it on four, but I just got a haircut, so it I could, I totally could put it on four, but like I, I can't. Just <laughs> not that. My girlfriend lives in a different town; you wouldn't know her. <laughs> oh, he's gonna well, show us. This is great radio. I think Ladies, the worst part. Welcome to the nightmare in. We have to put our our whole Saturdays aside in the middle of the day, but then we have to watch these these Dagestanis just come in and hug people for. I mean, Jesus, how many in a row are there? So it's you know, they look so Marco. weird. Like they all look so weird. They all kind of really look weird like that they see each other at a family reunion. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It's all it's almost like they're all cousins, but they all say this say mom to the same lady. You and know? it's just the same thing over and over again. We're just gonna hug you and hold you and hug you and hold you. Great. But it's that it's forehead so thing they all have. It's oh, it's, it's hardly regal. I mean, I will I will push back a little bit on this and say that there's guys like Shavkut. Who are like bangers? Those those. Yeah, but Shavkat's like, not from Dagestan. He's from uh, he's Kaj- from Kajikistan, Tajikistan. Don't just really make the same, really the same difference. No, he's like just a mix. Pick up places. He's, just in, he's, he's from Middle like, Earth. Come on, they almost look like they're like Chinese a little bit. No, he wears the same hat. That's true. He does. I think it's cold. That's that. That's it. That's no. it. Also, that, ones. So he's that's also- got to be. Uh, I'm going to get down to the bottom of this right now. Just eating green beans in my fucking face. I've told I not, you how I feel about green vegetables, dude. I'm not betting on Tim Elliott for anything here. I, he is a human punching bag, and this kid's gonna rip his arm off. All right, well, you heard it here first, folks. Muin Gafurov versus this is fucking ridiculous. This is like the, the fucking Warsaw Conference reading this fucking card's name off. Can we get some goddamn Americans in there? This is fucking unbelievable. Muin Gafurov. Gafurov. Where's his okay. no, Can I just tell you something? And I just mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you ever fucking correct me <laughs> on, any, on any fucking subject, I will strike down upon you with great vengeance and furious anger. Mm-hmm. Saeed Nurmagomedov. Don't, don't, don't help me sound out names. Okay. I am not a child. I am the host of this moderately successful podcast and i will not be besmirched not by the likes of you this podcast is not successful i said moderately what moderately successful we're in we're in a we're in a nice uh percentage bracket for our downloads i wouldn't uh i wouldn't fly in the face of the downloads we have sir more people are listening to you than you think I mean, not listening to you because they hear you say a few things and they stop listening to you, but they have to hear you in order to listen to me. Muin Gafarov. Did I get it right that time, Matty? Saeed Nurmagomedov. Gafarov's uh, 18-5 in MMA, 0-1 in the UFC. Not a good uh, entrance. I don't remember him seeing seeing him fight before, but um, Nur- Nurmagomedov. The uh, Saeed is 17-3 and in MMA, 6-2 and in UFC. I imagine he's going to win. He's a minus 220 favorite. Gafarov's plus 180. Um... Nurmagomedov apparently has had trouble with like high octane wrestlers in the past. Um, what's his name? Uh, Rayoni Barcelos took him down a few times, and 
um this other guy whose name i can't pronounce like gave him a little trouble so this guy's not like i it, it sounds like to me he's not of the like very elite class of dagestani wrestlers matt you're the one who's doing their fucking genealogy so you tell me well he doesn't he doesn't train out of out of dagestan he, he's part of uh he's a couture fighter see i knew he would know yeah yeah, yeah he keeps the uh, running guest list of the dagestani uh, family reunions um <laughs> I, I, mean, I i would stay away from this one do you have a do you have no, a? I i agree completely i think that this is much more of a toss-up i i would say that this is a pick em, honestly especially um, again at bantamweight and early yeah. like a little earlier in the card i agree right I, I honestly think well so I'm I never really been on Sambo guys because I think it's bu- it's bullshit but I really do think uh, Muin could have the the jujitsu to end this fight I think obviously Nurmagomedov is going to be the favorite but Nurmagomedov <laughs> it's not a real name buddy yeah it's not it's an alias his real name Jason Bourne <laughs> um. Ben, what you, you went jujitsu first, right? Like your track was like for well, first you did kung fu, which is a uh, I went to a couple of those classes with you, and I I'm, I don't think you're using anything to this day, but no. um, uh, for but seriously, it was jujitsu, right? No, um, so I did start at that kung fu place, but then got into their kickboxing program in the bottom, oh. um, which uh was uh Sanda kickboxing, Sancho, um, and that's actually when I went to that, uh, to to my first fight in Akron, Ohio, if you guys recall. I do. Um, I watched, um, which I won the gold medal, <laughs> with, uh, my first ever. Um, I uh, I saw this Muay Thai um, kid absolutely destroy everybody at the competition. Oh. And um, I, I had never seen anyone wear shorts like that before or fight <laughs> like that or, <laughs> or anything. And uh, did it for I, the shorts. What do you say? You did it for the shorts. I did. Yeah, I, I knew my thighs would look good now. Yeah, uh, they did. They did because they were covered up. Yeah, um, everything you can see is as white as the driven snow. The kid's never been outside before. <laughs> He's white on the inside too. He's a pumpkin spice <laughs> ass bitch. Um, no man, motherfucker. <laughs> I I thought of the joke, uh, pumpkin spice Latina, uh, to the tune of Funky Four Cortina. But um, I I've neglected to say it right to Nessie yet because I don't I don't think she would take it well. But I I think it's funny. But I might keep it in my back pocket. Um, do you think she would have a bad reaction? I think I think she'd be a good sport about it. But right. it is a racially charged joke. Um, casual violence. So would you do anything differently, Ben? Would you like start a Muay Thai earlier? Would you like start do? Would you would you go a different route? If, if you the plan was to end up in like the UFC, would you have you actually let me? I want to narrow it down. Do you think that Muay Thai or or straight up just kickboxing are a better base for MMA if you're trying to really make it? No, um, wrestling. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about between the two. Oh, Muay Thai. Do you think so? <laughs> what about like the shooting for 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 takedowns and stuff? I so I heard somebody talking about the off balance nature of the front pose, but I I mean you were so good at wrestling already that you know your Muay Thai. What, what do you what did you just say? The off balance nature of the front so, pose. Yeah, you know the way I, the kickboxers uh, keep, keep their front leg up in the air. Muay Thai tie fighters, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, so, so I was listening to Tim Walsh, who he trains uh, uh, Sean O'Malley, and he was saying that if he had to pick one, uh, he guesses he would pick kickboxing because of the planted foot nature of it. The, the I, I, he was talking about Muay Thai is kind of like 
he felt like you leave yourself a little bit vulnerable to shoots, I guess. Um, I mean, in the sense that you check with your front leg, um, but that that that's I, I don't want to be the common misconception guy, but that's like kind of like a common misconception about the way Muay Thai looks. Like it's that sort of <laughs> indubitably, it's a common that, misconception uh, actually. That that laid back. Um, bent kind of bent over to lift the front leg that's only intended to be defensive if you're if you are an offensive fighter which there are so many um they are john strickland very 50 50 on each leg if not a little bit more planted on the front leg um to absorb kicks and then attack back so um um yeah i i would disagree with that and i think there is no other way that you can prepare for getting hit with an elbow than by being prepared to be hit by elbows dude like when i've been hit with them it's it's unlike anything else you could uh, i i don't think that uh kickboxing prepares you for that in in the same way no i wouldn't wouldn't what do you think the average person's like hardest hit is like if somebody who's never trained how to hit like if you just told them like use your elbow you think it would just be naturally a harder hit than like anything else that they could possibly do or just be like fuck it just throw a punch I don't think they know how to throw the elbow, how to turn their body in, where to come. But the, the equally true about a punch, then. I, I the elbow is just hard. Yes, um, I would say an elbow. I mean, if you're just talking about hardest strikes in general, an elbow from the top when you're when you've mounted when you're mounted on someone. Because um, going but, downwards, oh shit, going downwards yeah. is like you know how you get that momentum. Like even if you just but, hit a heavy bag a little bit. But but even if you see people who do not train and have it and don't know how to throw an elbow, but they still put their entire body behind it. They don't turn their elbow correctly to expose their bone, but you see most people kind of throw an elbow like this, like, like with their whole body. That's still fucking hard, man. If, if you were like, you won't strike anybody very effectively that way. But if you do just get the elbow up, man, you'll smash somebody with your entire body weight. Yeah. And also, I just think, I think the thing I've seen more often than not in like amateur fights and the thing that happens, like just if anybody cares about this, I don't think people should get into fights on the street. But realistically, the thing I've seen happen more than anything else is fatigue. Like people get tired so fucking fast in fights. And basically, if neither of them know how to fight, the guy with a little bit better cardio is probably going to win, typically. So I would just recommend like, if you just even learned like a little bit of defense and just not to not get scared of somebody throwing punches at you. And then you could just wait out a street fight that you get in. Just like, just last like 15, 20 seconds, catch some stuff on your arms and just remain in the pocket and remain calm. I think you got a good chance of winning like most fights against most people. The problem is, and I've, I noticed this when we were just in Dublin, cause I was, I was being told this about um, fights happening on the street Everybody in Dublin thinks they're fucking Conor McGregor now after that, the rise of Conor McGregor. So they all went and trained MMA. There's a fucking Mm -hmm. MMA shop on every corner. So it's like, even then, you know, like they're probably not all great, but if you're just a regular guy walking down the street and they've done it for a month, you're probably fucked, right? Like it's, there's a good chance. Like they've learned like two things that are going to like be you or just the, just the ability, like Ben always said when we were kids, just the ability to not care when somebody's throwing a punch at your face and like not kind of react like most people don't have that quality built into themselves until they God, no. do it. That Ikram Aliskarov. What? That and if you can learn a leg kick, if you kick somebody in the leg when they're squaring up with you, 
But that's that, another like kickboxing or or you know so bad, MMA though. versus Muay Thai thing because the Muay Thai kick is like the shin right above the t- the thigh, right? That's what you're going for, shin bone above the thigh. But then there's like that little calf kick that everybody does now. I don't think that's helping you in a fucking street fight. If you kick oh, yeah, a stranger in the calf, oh, yeah, it, it first of all it cramps. So if you do it right, but you that takes a lot of technique. I think if you, I think more like your amateur regular guy, just throw your shin bone above their thigh. I think that would be what I would recommend, as opposed to trying to like pinpoint a fucking point on their calf. Right? It's a harder kick. It's more difficult. I I don't view the the calf kick as trying to pinpoint a nerve or anything like that. I would say for off balancing someone in a street fight, the cat like the lower to the farther away from the body you kick, like on their leg, the more off balance they're gonna be. So you don't really want to try to kick them in the shin, which would probably fuck you up if you haven't trained before. But if you can just kick someone in the side of the leg closer to the ankle, just a little bit higher it up, it might just fall over. Going to right. Fall. Cause yeah, going. Gonna throw a punch like they're throwing a baseball or a football. So it's all forward pressing. Yeah. yeah. It's there's a few little tips you can like use to like help yourself. There's nothing nothing has helped me more in my life than Ben telling me to just go straight down the pipe, Listen, and then that becoming an instinct because no one sees you, that fucking coming. All of you oil checkers, two things you need to survive: mace and a rape whistle. Good luck. Huh. I have mace in my car. I do too. Just do you? Yeah. yeah. Well, I just read. Someone told me that there was there was something like obscure about the law in California when you mace somebody. It's it's it it goes into something like self defense as opposed to like I don't know I'm not a fucking lawyer so, we don't have any lawyers here so sometimes my fire check. sauce sometimes I go to Taco Bell and the fire sauce isn't enough so I get I remember when you tried to kill me with that fucking uh, halal guy's sauce someone was like it's not that spicy just take a whole bite of it begged you to not put it on there ruined was, my it, genuinely ruined my thoughts it is it was, the hottest hot sauce so someone's laughing her ass off on the couch you know what like. You know how it's the hottest hot sauce? How I know it's the hottest hot sauce? We were I was having a conversation in a circle with a bunch of people. We may or may not have been doing drugs. And we were like talking about hot sauces. And I was like, nah, halal guys. And it was like the third one mentioned. And everyone in the circle was like, oh, yeah, fuck. That one is really pretty intense. It's so ben, bad. Would, ben would not put that on any of his food. because No, God, no. He's too smart. For I that. bet hot sauce just tears right through him. My belly. I've got a sensitive belly. He's got a sensitive belly. Like all pretty girls. Like all pretty girls. He has a sensitive belly. Where were we? Uh, Ikram Aliskarov versus Warley Alves. Aliskarov's 14-1 in MMA, 1-0 in the UFC. Alves is 14-6 in MMA, 8-6 in the UFC. I think you can tell where this is going. Another extremely fucking one-sided affair. They are middleweights, the both of them, which does help with matchmaking. Aliskarov is minus 470, Alves plus 360. Might as well slap Aliskarov in a parlay. Alves has one win in the last four years. Didn't look particularly good in his three defeats. On top of that, he's moving up uh, from 170. It's I would I would bet if either put this in a parlay, Matt. Correct me if I'm wrong. Put this on a parlay or better better finish inside the distance uh, for, yeah. for our favorite here. Yeah, or if you've done well in the undercard, if I mean it might be yeah, fun. fucking let it ride, baby. Throw just a little bit on Alves. He's such an underdog. If Aliskarov's kind of old to have his first fight in the UFC, he's thirty years old. He is a Khabib, you know, understudy. But I mean, I I would love to see. I really would love to see this kid rush in, screw up, get armbarred, and have to go home with his tail between his legs to get beat by Daddy back in Dagestan. But I mean, a smart money is yeah. Put him in the put him in one of those big money parlays. Um, but boy, oh boy, would that be great to see one of these guys fuck that up? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I mean, one of these big heavy favorites is going to lose, right? Like one of the right. big heavy favorites is going to is going to eat one of these. So. I think it's going to be Uncle Iev personally, but I would love to see this guy do it too. Yeah, so I mean, pick and choose carefully what you anchor your parlays with with these heavy favorites. I, uh, I, you know, only bet what you can lose. Um, ben, you ever gambled? You gambling man? No, never. Um, what's to what, what's to stop somebody on the regional circuit uh, betting on themselves or or betting on the their opponent throwing the fight? Nothing, man. I mean, I mean, well, aside from the that. fact that everybody in a regional fight is broke um, and they don't have the money to bet, um, right. nothing. Much like on. UFC fighters, apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's really too bad. <sighs> it is not to mention it's not you're catching a sports book in you know Worcester, Massachusetts. The person that's true. That's true. You're hardly going to make DraftKings if you're fighting in a tent in a, in a parking yeah. lot of a strip. So club everybody club. knows everybody too. Right, because really you need like somebody mobbed up to be like, take a dive in the fifth, kid. Take yeah, a dive not, in the fifth. Like not the guys you want to fuck up the vig for. Yeah, the vig. I know that. I've seen the Sopranos. Um, yeah, I mean, this is another heavy favorite middleweight. I'm I'm kind of antsy to get get to the Johnny Walker fight because I really, if we, if there's any message delivered to any listeners of this podcast across the course of any, the time that we do it, um, never involve money and Johnny Walker in your life. And I, and I mean that with both the, uh, with both the drink and the uh, fighter. I Um, am so happy to hear you say that Dave, because Magomed Ankalov and Johnny Walker are fighting. Ankalov is 18. Ankalaev. Ankalaev is 18, one on one, nine, one on one in the UFC. Walker's 21 and seven in MMA, seven and four in the UFC. And those four uh, losses in the UFC have usually come from general fucking buffoonery and dumb fuckery like he's he's always fucking he's lost me money by doing stupid shit like kneeing guys in the head when they're on the ground um past five ankles four on one walkers three and two i feel like walkers on a skid he does look pretty healthy coming in but um this is going to go against what i tell you to do later but don't bet on johnny walker and ankalaev is minus 350 refight do you agree with me uh, no not refight listener i'm going to speak directly to you dave has a vendetta out against Johnny Walker, and since 2022, every single time he's fought, before that, said, I... don't put money on Johnny Walker. And every single time, like Johnny Walker has made me money. He lost his last fight was against UFC champion Jamal Hill. Since then, he looks like a different guy in the ring. If there's going to be a stand up upset here, it's going to be Uncle Iev throws hands with Johnny Walker, and Johnny Walker sleeps him. I'm taking Johnny Walker outright. Okay, I would like to get Ben's opinion on this just because I know the listeners just heard Matt sound incredibly confident right there. But Ben, if you could just back me up, Matt can sound incredibly confident about anything. So, I mean, even I was convinced for a second there before I remembered who I was talking to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Be cautious of anything that Matt finds interesting enough to get worked up about, which it, it can be any number of things. It's crazy how this guy can sell you. But uh It's true total bullshitter it's true. Um, it's true. not with everything but i he just wow. made me feel very confident in my later parlay that i uh completely flies in the face of what i was saying about johnny walker but um i'm I'm actually this is a fight i'm interested in seeing because i think both of these guys are really talented i think if johnny walker wins this it's the biggest win of his career um, i think if johnny walker wins this he's looking at a belt shot again middle light heavyweight belt yep Yep. It is pretty fucking thin at light Leak heavyweight. Up there, man. I'd be I'd be unsurprised, especially since uh, everyone's like John Jones, like who makes the light heavyweight division suck, and then he leaves, and like no one cares. 
No one gives a shit anymore about light heavyweight. Nope. All right. Uh, we're going to dedicate the last few minutes of this to the to the final two fights. Um, Hamzat Chimaev and Kamara Usman. Did Usman hurt his leg? What's the what's where is your conspiracy theories uh, soul leaning here, Matt? Dude, he stayed in and he worked pads after he said whatever he said to. I thought he to left get, right away. I heard he. No, left. he didn't. He didn't. He stayed in work pads, and then he came out with a video today saying, "Do you think if I felt a pop in my knee, I would have stayed in work pads? I wouldn't have. I would have gone and dealt with the pop I felt in my knee." All and right. He said, "Don't believe what you're listening to. I'm good to go. I don't think it matters though." But you still think Shemaya is going to win? Man, Chimaev's been on the shelf for a long time. He's been working real hard. He made his way down to Thailand to train. He's been, I, I just think, I, I i i don't like watching him fight, but I, I really think Usman's on two fight loss now. He's up in weight. Um, I, I think this is a prime spot for Chimaev to get back into the, the mix for a belt holder. Ben, is, uh, is Usman giving you um, Tyron Woodley vibes these days? He's, you know, he, he's saying a lot of things going into these fights. That's very like, yeah, I'm fucking ready. Also, I have a record coming out. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. And then he just like what? walks backwards the entire time to like uh, to to into his own defeat. What what do you think? What what happens to your brain at that point? You're just collecting a paycheck, trying not to get hurt too bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's got a different person to person. Some guys get gun shy. I mean, getting put out like he did um, will change you. Um, yeah. So I've heard. Um, and <laughs> I'd like to mention Ben's never been knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been, I've been slammed some, uh, a few, few times, but, um, you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, never been put out. Um, so, um, RIP, I wish you the best Usman. Um, but that, uh, that, that's got to change it. The, the guys come back gun shy. Woodley came back gun shy. Um, and and then you see all these videos that he's putting out of him dancing in his uh, pajamas and stuff. You know he's in a bad spot. <laughs> yeah, like mentally bad. he looks like he smiles with his mouth, but not his eyes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm a little yeah, concerned yeah. for him to be. I think he knows out. it's over now. I he uh, does seem like he's getting fed to the fucking wolves here. Um, I bet you get a little bonus if you do shit. Hey, but you know what? You got to give him. I mean, the balls to come off of a long break after a loss, and you're gonna fight. You're going to fight Hamzat? I would not. I, I guess. I mean, like, I'm just not as impressed by Hamzat as it seems as everybody else. Like, yeah, he's obviously a big, scary man, and he's very strong. I think his, like, wrestling technique is is woeful. I think if he came up against a real wrestler, which he has not yet, um, it's going to really cancel that out. And I think there's guys that are better on their feet than him. Like, a lot of guys, especially in those two divisions, is full of fucking sharks, middleweight or welterweight, full of fucking sharks. And Gilbert Burns is 5'9". And he had a lot of fucking trouble with Gilbert, like a lot of trouble with Gilbert. I, mean, I honestly, I thought Gilbert won that fight, but I, yeah, I because Hamzat's a fucking weight bully and that's what he does. So now he's moving up to, to middleweight, you know, Usman's five, nine also. And I, and I, he also shares a lot of um, qualities with Gilbert Burns, like the kind of frame that they have is very similar. They're both very squat. They're both very hard to take down borderline impossible to take down in Usman's case. Right. Like you're, you're talking about a, a guy who's coming into this fight with one takedown recorded on him in the history of him fighting in, in mixed martial arts. And, and all of a sudden Hamzat's going to ragdoll him. I, I don't buy it to be hundred percent honest with you. I don't think Hamzat is this fucking boogeyman. If take, for instance, everybody's fucking like fucking jack off parade about Darren Till when he 
started tra- training with Hamzat. It's like, oh, he's training with Hamzat now. Like, look, and he still fucking sucked when he came back. He still fucking sucked. He had one combination with that he always fucking relied on, and he it stuck his fucking chin up in the air. That's that's who Darren Till was. Um, I just I wanted to it, say you said that uh, Usman was five nine. He's six foot. He's a big guy. Usman six. No, no, he he did not look small in in the in the face down today. Dude, he's he really, six, really he's six foot. He's, he fights like he's five nine. The uh, not, right, right. Why did I think he was five nine? Because he's always in his lower division. He always looks like the small Man, guy. Connor should not have been calling him out. Um, <laughs> I thought they were the same height. Um, bad matchup for Connor. No, no. I mean, listen. I honestly think that Usman is is like it depends on who who which Usman shows up. If if he is mentally there and he has been staying ready and like that, you know, he's just in shape and he's always in, in fight shape and like he didn't need to cut and like he could come in here. I, I just don't think that to say that Shemaev is a minus 300 favorite to me is fucking bananas, especially I, with the dominance that you saw Usman have over the course of his career. I do agree with Ben in the sense that like once you get put out like that, especially that high profile, especially after you've had that belt for so long and then don't come back with like a great performance after that. I, I agree. But like, there's a lot of shackles off him coming into this fight. You know, there's, it's like no one's expecting him to win this, right? And I, I think that that's a dangerous place for Shemaev to be in because there's literally there's no downside for him. He's but not knocking him out. I know he's not he knocking Shemaev out, but well, of course not. Well, I mean, he could. I mean, Shemaev showed a weak chin a little bit against Gilbert. But here's the other thing, and I think we're not putting enough stock into this. It's two weeks. He's in a two week fight camp against a very, very high intensity, high pace guy. That's it. That's a really good. If he had two months, I think that this would be, I think he'd be plus 150. But Just so did- you know, by the way, when this was, when we were th- talking about doing this show and this was going to be Hamza Chimaya versus Paolo Costa, I was preparing to come in here and tell, tell you straight to your face with 100% confidence that Paolo Costa was going to fuck him up. I was going to agree with you. I was you. 100% sure that was what was going to happen because I just, because it's like Paolo Costa is a true middleweight. Like he okay. fights a fucking middleweight. Like Hamza is like, oh, I finally have to move up. Like, Dude, he's 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 a tweener. He's a fucking tweener. It's the last place you want to be. Ben, back me up. You don't want to be a fucking tweener. You want to either be a fucking six foot two middleweight, or you want to be a fucking you know a, like like a Sarah six foot two welterweight that you cut down. You don't want to be the guy who's short but can't make the weight for like this for like the the smaller divisions, right? There's always. Yeah, a I mean, I will I will say um, the few times that I did fight at heavier weight classes where I didn't have to cut weight. Um, I felt fantastic physically because I didn't I didn't put right. myself through anything bad. However, um, man, can you feel the weight difference yeah. in one of those fights? Yeah. Man, it, if if you're able to adapt your style, because I I had to become much more elusive. I had to like not stand in the pocket and trade. I would hit 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 and then have to be uh, moving laterally immediately. Um, if you're able to uh, adapt your style like that and and you can make it work for you, then great. But because uh, when you first started, you were you were skinny and tall for the divisions you were fighting in. I remember yeah. that very clearly. Like you always had reach on guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think as you get older, naturally, you're going to start to sort of see yourself mold into divisions where like, right. You were saying when we first started doing the show, you were like, if I had to get off the couch right now, you'd have to fight at like light heavyweight, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> which and you used, to, you used to fight at middleweight. So it's like our, our lower, yeah, lightweight and featherweight, yeah. yeah. So featherweight, I mean, I, oh my god, cutting weight. I remember you doing Epsom salt baths in my basement. That was the yeah. Worst. I remember you cutting you weight in uh, up. the apartment we had oh, in that man. bathroom. Man, man, I don't miss. Turned it on the steam shower. I remember the worst. The but so um, I also I, 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 I leave, which I thought was rude. 
Go <laughs> <laughs> up your pants, Dave. Get out of here, Dave. It's just not I got, nice. I got to say this, too. I think it factors in for me. Usman did not look great at the press conference today. Um, he lost a word battle with Hamza Shemayev. He also lost the stare down. Not for nothing. I know Ben says it doesn't mean anything, but he but looked away totally for it. totally means, I mean, I'm speaking to the doctor of body language. You I, lost I a word battle with Hamza Shemayev. Yeah, it's bad. All you'd have to do is sit there and go, I'm sorry, what? What did you say? That's all you'd have yeah. to do over and over again. He, the yeah. guy got a hair lip over his bottom lip. That's true. It's true. He doesn't even have a hair lip. He has like a full head of hair lip. Brother, brother, uh, brother, brother, brother. And I didn't spend three and a half months at Hollywood Upstairs Medical School getting that doctorate in body language for nothing. All right? And I Everyone can tell by both of your body languages that you want me to move on to the next fight, which is Islam Makachev be- versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Makachev 24 and 1 in MMA, 13 and 1 in the UFC, Volkanovski 26 and 2 in MMA, 13 and 1 in the UFC. That one loss in the UFC, obviously coming at the hands of his current opponent, Islam Makachev 5 and 0 in his past five, Volkanovski 4 and 1. They're fighting at lightweight. Volk is the featherweight champion. I, I, I felt he won the last fight. I agree. I felt strongly that he won the last fight. And I feel like mentally, Islam was put in a position where he couldn't say no to this because of the timing of, of everything and put, was probably put under a lot of pressure. Like you have to say yes to fighting this guy again. And I don't think scared. he wants to, I don't think he wants to fight this dude again. He's not Khabib. He's not. So I think there's a good chance. I'll just give you, I'll bury the lead here or uh, unbury the lead as it were. My parlay that I had, it's the top three fights, all three underdogs, all three underdogs. There's, I think there's a value bet there. You say Volk, Kamaru, and Johnny Walker as you, as your last three fights. You bet the underdog. I think the underdog has a shot. I think they're all undervalued across the board. I think the odds. I'm just talking about value on the bets here. Right. So even if you wanted to pick one, I think that each underdog is too is is badly rated by the by the uh, the the box office here based on like what their accomplishments are and who they are. I don't know if you agree or not. I agree with you completely, but it's based on the fact that they're both coming off the couch, right? For two weeks' notice. Sure. If Volkanovski wins this fight off the couch two weeks notice it's like the most heroic thing anyone's done in the history of the fucking promotion without a doubt. Without a doubt. how much does it factor in ben especially at their size i mean and, and how volk is walking around i know matt was bullshit in the fucking group text the other day like, he walks around at 794 pounds no, but like saying- real realistically <laughs> realistically how how much is it going to affect them he has to cut 25 pounds I asked, I asked the expert. I'm just saying. I, just I asked the man out. who's. I, I asked I'm the man just, who's been in there. He's been. In, I'm just putting in. numbers out. 25 pounds in two weeks to fight this fight. Go ahead, man. Dude, cutting weight is awful. And, <laughs> uh, and Never mind. Don't bet the parlay. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm betting that parlay. But I. But I. But but again, there's nuance to the situation because every, people are so unique. Um, I struggled with. Um, how I felt the next day after cutting weight, no matter what weight, it could have been five pounds. It could have been two pounds. It could have been uh, 20 in a week, um, which I did for Elvis. Um, I, uh, I feel awful the next day. It just doesn't feel like it bounces back. However, I have seen people um, who are just, who their physiology is different. They're able to bounce back. They, uh, and they perform so well for cutting a ton of weight. Um, I think it's, I think it's up to the individual and, um, guys I think that has got level, that dog in him. I think he's got that kind of athleticism oh, and, and sort agree. of like body control that he can do it. But then again, that whole fucking gym is on the skid, isn't it? 
Not to mention, Makachev literally is a rehydration little pussy, fucking sneaking needles into his arm he and is. everything. He is. That fuck, that's what they fought about today. At the last fight, remember? He was doing IVs and shit. And, that's and, what they uh, fought about today. I lo- It was so stupid, that argument they had today, because uh, Makachev was like, yeah, well, you didn't put your belt on the line. And Volk was like, what are you talking about? You, you'd have to cut to 145 to fucking get, fight for my belt. I'm moving up. I'm doing the braver thing. You're an idiot. Guys, stop sleeping with your cousins in Russia. What are you doing? I know. You're creating yeah. morons. And get out of Ukraine, you bad Ruskies. Get the fuck out of Ukraine. And they're free like, Palestine. You see, they're, you they're, see also, they're also behind the Israel and Palestine conflict. Right? Well, the yeah. Brits. The Brits, really. No, the uh, the Russians. No, the Russians. Really? How so? Yeah. I'm not they on social media. They fund Iran. Who funds they, Hezbollah and funds Yeah, Iran. yeah. They, um, a whole bunch of stuff came out of like... Um, or, I mean, I don't want to say it's a whole bunch of stuff, but I was reading some interesting things today about um, <laughs> um, before before I do this to myself again and tell you aliens exist. Uh, <laughs> Double check. Yeah, no, I didn't uh, find it on my right. QAnon message you're right. boards. You're absolutely right. No, Ru- Russia. Russia was helping finance um, some Hamas groups um, through through some of their. Uh, um, their Bitcoin. Um, uh, it was. It, you're right. It wasn't Hamas. It was. It was Islamic Jihad, which is the other party in in uh, Gaza that that arose for the invasion. Dude, what is what a straight to the to the point name is Islamic Jihad as opposed to Hamas? <laughs> you know, I, agree. Well, I think Hamas, the branding is superior. Hamas yeah, yeah, might dude, be labeled a terrorist. If I was, no, um, was going to have the have to name a group, I'd just be like, punch you in the face. Work, work, <laughs> punch you in the face. <laughs> Do your taxes. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys do? We punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, shit. We got to rebrand. Well, listen, Matt, give me a couple bets. Give me a couple smart money bets here, and uh, we'll so, round out this little show. I've got a little little early bet here to uh, to keep everyone interested through this boring-ass beginning of the middle card. Uh, uh, Jubilee, our boy coming out of India, I would parlay him with Azadar, and uh, the other one was the female fighter, Dudakova, who's going to run through our girl Frey. Um, so Dudakova, Jubilee, Azatar for a mini little undercard parlay. Um, I think as you move forward, watch Makhev. Um, don't bet on Tim Elliott and don't listen to Dave. Johnny Walker outright for the win. Um, okay, I got one. Uh, two anchors and two punts in one parlay. Javid Bashrahat minus 550 at the time of recording um, just to win. Uh, they're all money line. I don't think – can you do props on parlays these days? Uh, on DraftKings, uh, you can. Because I was doing accumulator bets in Europe that were like you can oh, you, you can fucking wild. do whatever you want over there. Oh, they yeah. just they, – they, they, they know what they're doing over there. They will take um, your money. Yeah. Ikram, Aliskarov, Javid, Jav- Javid, uh, Basharat. Pair those with Volk. And Trevor Peak. I like that bet. Just because this guy's name is Peak, and I'm always cheering for a Peak. Unless it's anyone Ben's actually related to. That's a pick em. Um, So somebody has to win, unless they don't. Well, boys and girls, thanks so much for coming to Check My Oil. Really appreciate it. Left or right, Max. This has been Check My Oil. Bye. Free Palestine.
Wait a second, man. What do you think the teacher's gonna look like this year? Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's just No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown! On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric ass. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid. Acid. 